Welcome to episode 96 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, the owner of The Bookshelf in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and today I am joined by two special guests for our fifth Love It or Loathe It episode. So guests, why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Hunter. Hunter is a, what do you do, Hunter? Hair. (laughs) At Great Clips. And beautiful art that sometimes adorns our store. Oh, that too, yeah. Hunter is a regular voice on the podcast, and? I'm Emily. Emily, what do you do? I work above the bookshelf at Everfan, and I also run your maker. That's right. So we have had Emily on the podcast before, so we'll link to her past episode in the show notes. Um, and we knew we needed a third voice for these Love It or Loathe It episodes. Rebecca, our former manager, has moved on to other wonderful things, and so we thought we would welcome Emily as um, the new voice for this series. So I'm really excited because the book we're discussing today is one that we got emails about and requests about and it's one that I feel like the whole world has read so the book is My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante um I don't even know where to start with with this book (laughs) well I heard about this from Lauren Groff who I am her I'm her number one fan I'm Annie Wilkes to to her like I'm everything but she was like she was raving about these and I said oh if Lauren Groff likes them then I'm gonna love it and so that's why I was so interested in reading these I feel like I had heard about them everywhere and I went on the modern Mrs. Darcy podcast a few weeks ago and she brought up my brilliant friend and the Neapolitan novels and I kind of gave my bookseller confession that hey I have not read those like and every I feel like every independent bookstore, they have read them there. At least somebody on staff has read them. Anne Patchett raves about them. And so I I talked with Anne on the Modern Mrs. Darcy podcast, and she kind of gave me the nudge that I needed. And then when we had a customer kind of ask us, hey, you should talk about that on your podcast, I thought, okay, it's time. So I feel like when I'm assigned things, I I can get it done. What was your your experience? Had you heard of these? I hadn't heard of it. It didn't really stick the name of the book I and I now that when you asked me to read it and I kind of told some people I was reading it they're like that's the book I told you to read and I thought oh <laughs> because I have I have been in the young adult book club so my whole world has oh, been young yeah. adult because I only have time for so many books and that's pretty much it yeah um but it had been passed around my office <laughs> I didn't realize it. <laughs> um so and I I kept hearing really good things about it but I didn't put on my list because I've been into young adult books so much but um yeah I knew there were three and I knew people liked them yeah which this is I feel like this might be for some people this might be a really good bridge to from like young adult to adult because it is a coming of age type story the first first book yeah that's my brilliant friend in fact when I first when I very first started reading it I thought oh this is like reading the Italian Little Women, and they even mentioned Little Women in the book, but like it just felt like I was reading children's literature at first, not in a bad way, just yeah. in like that coming of age reading from the perspective of like these 11, 12 year olds, I think that's how mm-hmm. old they were. Um, but then it quickly, I mean, we quickly delve into not children's <laughs> <Yeah>. literature. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought 
it's, the book's been out a while, but we'll be careful about, I don't even know what spoilers, honestly, might be for this particular novel, but if we have spoilers, we'll put them at the end. So if you're listening to this and haven't read My Brilliant Friend, don't worry, we're going to cover some pretty safe territory here at first, and then we'll give a spoiler war- warning before we launch into some spoilers. But what were your first impressions? What did you guys think? Um, Like, I wasn't sure what to think, and I'm so... We've talked on the podcast so much about translations, mm-hmm. and I thought this to me, this to me has got to be the best translation I've read. Like at least, at least from like sentence to sentence, it mm-hmm. was just so beautiful to me compared to Perfect Days, yeah. which is like the worst one I've read. <laughs> but um, I, at least from like at least from page one, I was already happier with with reading it. The we, translation yes. aspect with the the words, I guess, with the prose. Yeah. What about you? I had such a, I felt like my feelings about the book were, I mean, I was very angry at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) I did, I will say, yeah, you get to that final page, and you've been, it, do we agree that it feels longer than it's 330 pages? Yes, yes, (laughs) yeah. But I I do want to add that I felt that immediate, like, but then I quickly talked to someone who liked the book, Mm -hmm. and it made me think, and I kind of had this, like, flower blossoming like understanding or feelings about the book or I didn't I I've really had a hard time putting myself in the story which I like to do I felt like I was constantly tracking kind of trying to find rest in one of the characters or being able to think like them or understand their experiences and I I never got there yeah so the book for those of you who are not familiar with it is originally written in Italian. Um, the book covers, and now because Emily listened to it on audiobook, Lena and Leela. Um, it covers their childhood and their friendship. Um, and then we, I guess we start with them as young children, and by the end of the book, they're young women, maybe about to embark on adulthood. And I'm sure then the trilogy, and now I think there are four. I think mm-hmm. there, there oh. are four books. There's four. Uh, I think <laughs> that, like, that kind of covers, I think it's supposed to cover their whole lives, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting concept. Um, I will say that we agreed to do this two months ago, <laughs> or something absurd, <laughs> And I literally finished this book 10 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I finished it the first... I was you the first did. one to finish it. Yeah, um, you finished it... Did you... How long did it take you? Okay, um, I put down everything else I was doing, and I finished it in a week. Okay. Which is actually pretty long for... Yeah, that is pretty long mm-hmm. for you. But yeah. I, I would like to say that I think how you read this book really matters. Yeah. Because I really made the mistake... So this was a book that I enjoyed while reading it, but when I wasn't reading it, I felt no, there was nothing in me compelling me to pick it back up again. And so as a result, when I put it down, I was literally halfway through last night. And then I realized, oh no, like I have set myself this deadline. Um, And so I finished it today, no problem. So I feel like once I'm reading it and in the rhythm of it, I'm fine. The rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so I think if you are going on a vacation and you Mm -hmm. have like one or two books that you want to take, this would be a great one because I think if I'm like in a cabin and there's no television and nothing distracting me... Reading this over a week would probably be a delightful reading experience. Yeah. But I made the mistake of putting it down, and I think that hindered my reading experience. Mm-hmm. 
I, so I listened to half of it. I started out reading and then I had a huge project. I had to finish a sewing project. So I had lots of time to do, you know, that I could concentrate because I, when I'm sewing, I don't have to think very much. Right. And, um, so I listened to it and when I finished, I actually finished it. No, I finished on audiobook. I wanted to punch the wall. I was so mad at the ending and I was so angry. But then that night when I was sewing, because I finished at work, when I, um, was sewing, I was like, I really wish I had those people in my head right now. Which I was like, why? <laughs> why do I feel that way? Which, like, okay, so, like, just, like, I'm not going to say anything about whether their friendship is good or bad, but I will say it is a very interesting dynamic. Yes. Um, but I think that most of my friendships in my life have had really interesting dynamics, too, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is all me. Like, even the bad choices are all me. So you so. felt <laughs> you could really buy into their story. Yeah, but I don't think it... I think that you have to be a specific kind of person to buy into this wholeheartedly, though. Like... Yeah, I really felt like an observer the whole mm-hmm. time. I did not feel like I like had put their skin on and was yeah. like walking around in it. Like I really felt like I was an outsider looking in. And I didn't mind that. I I'm bothered by I wish I hadn't put it down mm-hmm. because I told Emily this morning when she was like, Are you ready? And I was like, No, <laughs> I'm not finished. Um I told her that I put it down and then because I had no desire to pick it back up, like all month long, I have watched terrible television, like, instead mm-hmm. of reading this book, because I had no desire to go back and pick it up. And yet, last night, when I did, I had no problem getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed it while reading it. Um, I did want to ask you guys, what did you think... Man, maybe Emily, maybe listening to it was better, but how did you keep track of all the characters? Because I think that was something that I've heard readers say they weren't sure about. No, I could not keep track of the boys. <laughs> the yeah. girls, I kind of got, their names were really different, but all the boys' names and yeah. what they were to those girls and what how old they yeah. were and where they fit in. Where, do they go to school? I don't know. Okay, right. I said this. I don't know if I said to you, Emily, but I said it to Annie. There's a list of all of the characters in the beginning. Yeah. And I I needed that. Like I needed yeah. that Did guide. You lose it? Yeah, because it it reminded me of how in the Stieg Larson books, how um, the girl with the dragon tattoo and all those, there's the list of characters in those, and I yeah. used to have to follow those because I don't I don't know who anyone is. So So when you told me that, I thought, oh crap, like I haven't been using that. And I think I am a weird reader. I don't know if it's... So when I was in college and I was in great books, like, they would tell... My professor would say, like, don't read the notes or introductions. Like, try to read it without and then go back if you need to. And so, anyway, I just tried to read these through without using the notes. Mm-hmm. And I... Because I thought, okay, all that really matters is Lena and Leela. Like, yeah. if, if I can just get them straight. But at the very end, Alfonso and Antonio, I was like, honestly thought you guys were the same person. <laughs> yeah. So <did> I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, why is it the big deal that she's dating him? I thought we already knew that. So, like, yeah. and then, I mean, a few of the guys who are so drastically different, like Stefano and mm-hmm. Gino, I don't know how they pronounce mm-hmm. it. Okay, Gino. Like, those I could keep straight. But, yeah, there was a point in time where I think I just finally, like, you and I had talked and I had been using the front, and then I said, no, forget it. I just have to read this. And if I've got <laughs> questions, I'll jump back to the front. Um, but I kind of just let it go and decided, mm-hmm. okay, There were enough, fine. if you were patient, there were enough context clues at some point in talking about them where you're like, yeah. okay, they belong in this part or they're yeah. in this group. 
Yeah. I also had a really hard time with the format of the actual physical book. Um, I am a reader who really appreciates and needs chapter breaks. Yes. And it felt like... Because to me, like, I can always say, okay, just get to this chapter or this blank, like, this white space, and then mm-hmm. you can, you know, put a bookmark in it or dog ear page or whatever. And because this, the chapters are all together, I mean, I think maybe there are parts. I don't remember. It's like two parts. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the chapters, uh, to me, that was also, that also hindered my reading experience a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's very American of me that I need, like, No, but space. I 100% <laughs> agree with that because, actually... Stephen King, I went out because after this book, I read it, and I had to stop reading it because there's a lot, a lot in his within his chapters, his like many chapters, they all just flow into one another, and that's how this book is. And I was very overwhelmed. You were I was, over it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know when I need to stop because there's nothing <laughs> telling me when to stop. Like, yeah, and so I mi- I missed that while yeah. reading it. Okay, so another question I had, I feel like everybody who has read these has told me, you've just got to get through the first 150 pages and then you're hooked. <laughs> Half of the book? I, I did not. I kept waiting for like what was going to hook me at the yeah. end of 50. This book, there are, I don't understand. There's not, you don't make it through 150 or 50 pages. You know immediately. Yeah. The way you start this book is the way the rest of the yeah. book is. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I thought, I thought the end, like the first couple of pages were interesting enough for me to keep going. I did too. I didn't find it to be boring, but I, the idea that af- after 50 pages you'll be hooked, I also did not find to be true. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, yeah, I'm enjoying this while I'm reading it, but I didn't think there was some magic... I guess I kept waiting for some plot twist or right. device yeah. at 50 or 150 pages. Mm-hmm. And I think I got halfway through and thought, okay, well, <laughs> I guess I'll keep going. Like, yeah. um, cause I've had several and several folks have said, Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I put it mm-hmm. down and I understand that certainly, but this, Oh, once I was in it, like I couldn't put them down and I had to read all four. Do you feel that way? No. What I want to do is read the like a spoiler article about each book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that you can know what happens. Yeah. I'm kind of upset because I did enjoy it while reading it. I think that there are just some some small parts, some little gems of sentences spread throughout. I think it's it's I enjoyed reading it, but and I and now that I'm thinking about it, now that it's put back in my brain, I want to go back and read the second one, but I haven't had a reason to think about it, and it just hasn't, hasn't it doesn't have the staying power. I feel like people say it has. Yeah, there's something to me. So I so I finished a few minutes ago, <laughs> and I will get to the ending, I guess, in a minute. But immediately, so I also just finished watching Gilmore Girls, <laughs> <laughs> a year in the life. Same. And so and so I feel like okay, everybody just wants me to go. Like we want to keep the story going, mm-hmm. and so I feel like. Yeah, I could read book two, but I don't feel this sense of urgency that I keep mm-hmm. hearing yeah. other readers say that they're having. You know, I think part of the reason that I didn't feel compelled to go back to it when I was reading it, it was a slow read, and I would go back to it every couple of days, um, is that I didn't like any of the characters. You weren't rooting for anybody. No. Yeah. I thought they were all pretty nasty people. I liked Lena, right? She's the narrator. Yeah. I I liked her. They're very flawed. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, I, I kept kind of feeling sorry for her sometimes. Like, oh, like, she's the... F- but interestingly, 
I kind of thought, oh, she's the friend that's maybe less pretty or less smart, mm-hmm. and so she constantly... But then you kind of keep reading, and it's not that clear-cut, which yeah. I appreciated, because mm-hmm. normally sometimes when books, when we read about female friendships, like, there's always one who's mm-hmm. got the power, and I feel like Leela does have the power, yeah. but Lena's the one who stays in school, and, you know, she eventually, I think, realizes, I have the upper hand here, but she never quite acts like she has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know, so I like her. Her value is always in reference to someone else. And that yeah. got old a little mm-hmm. bit. Old, like, yeah. I kept thinking... Yeah. But then I had to remind myself, well, she's still 16. Like, yeah. you feel like they're old. You feel like they're older by the end of the book, and you expect more character development a little bit. Because yeah. I kept thinking, why do you still have these deep insecurities? Or why are you constantly... All of her successes, even, had to relate somehow to Leela. Or mm-hmm. Stefano. The, the guy. The one at the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gino. One of these, one of these characters, one of the male characters. (laughs) Yeah, one of the guys. What is she by the end of the book? Sixteen, seventeen. So that's when I thought, okay, so she's not. I mean, she's a teenager. Which I loved, Leela. Like I know that she's like probably the most flawed part. Like she's, she's all of these things that are really frustrating about people, in a lot of ways. But I really, I also loved Amy in Gone Girl. So that could have something Ooh, to do with... I do find there are some similarities there. And I liked... So I loved the childhood part. And loved is a strong word. But I enjoyed the childhood parts. Um, like when they're playing with dolls and she throws her doll down the down the drain or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, this girl is evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then, but then the middle of the book, I kind of... Lo- like I stopped mm. caring. And then mm. maybe from page... I don't know... Whatever I started reading last night, like two, two to three hundred, I was back in it again. Like mm-hmm. when she goes to the beach and she, when Lena goes to the beach and she's um, staying with this aunt of her instructor and resting and there's kind of some family drama like that I was there for. But that big chunk of the middle, I just did not, I don't know. I didn't care as much what happened yeah. to these people. Um Sometimes when I'm reading, I want to think, why is the writer using, like, for this book, why is she using this much time and so many words to tell me something? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what is the point? Is it because, in, at one point in this book, when I was feeling a little angry, I thought, this is an ego, right? Like, because she's a good writer, yeah. and, you know, you're not walking away from it, but I just felt like she wasn't giving enough to yeah. the reader, um, and I just felt like... I just felt like it was a marathon read for herself, for her. But you know what, though? A lot of pretentious adult novels are like that, though. Yeah. A lot of them. And I love them because that's just... I think you just have to really... You have to really appreciate, like, the written word. Like, to an extreme. Over plot. Yes. And over character development. Yes. Because this is more beautiful writing and less... Like, not a lot happens in this no. book. Let's be clear. Like, that's why I was like, spoiler alert. Like, I, over what? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know what I could possibly spoil for you. I think the only, like, the first time I felt like, oh, was the last line of the book. And that's yeah. why I was so mad. I'm like, finally! And then, I don't even remember And I was listening right to it, and then it cut off, and it went to, like, acknowledgments. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> since we're already several minutes into this conversation, if you have not read My Brilliant Friend, go ahead and turn us off now, because I think we are going to talk about maybe some spoilery things or some character things. How about minute 26? That gives us six minutes. So okay. come back at minute 26. <laughs> okay. 
so the last page of the book, like, I'm with you where I thought, that's it? Like, and again, just finished watching Gilmore Girls and, like, these final four Same words thing. that yeah. were supposed to be this big deal. And, like, I'm casually watching because some things happened that I was totally bored with. And the next thing you know, I'm like, that was it? Those were, I'm, that was the four words? So you were just dropped, you weren't, it wasn't a cliffhanger. You were dropped off. Right. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. And that's how I felt with this. Like, it wasn't even what's, like it was this huge. What's so the, it's the wedding. It's not necessarily the last line, I think, but the last. It's the wedding of Leela. And she she specifically requested that Marcello Solara not be there like mm-hmm. and he was always mm-hmm. right the kind of the kind of rapey character yes. right yeah. like, and so <laughs> like, I mean like, rapey character <laughs> I don't know how to say it so she has specifically asked that he not be allowed at her wedding and then not only does he show up at the wedding but like he sits down and he like crosses his legs or something and on his feet are the shoes that she and her brother made <sighs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. And for the whole section of the book titled The Shoe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're supposed to deeply, like, I keep picturing these beautiful leather shoes. I cannot like, picture what these shoes are. I can't figure out what makes them so magnificent. Um, but and there's no detail. Yeah. Like, Italian shoes, beautiful. guys. Right. Italian the shoes are supposed yeah. trust, trust me. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's supposed to be like these Manolo Blahniks. That's like... what I keep picturing, like, and these shoes that are totally impractical for like their life and right. their. I feel city. like they're like they're like Alexander McQueen shoes that show up in the fifties. That's how I <laughs> like too yeah. soon. Too yeah. soon. Um, so he shows up with them on, mm-hmm. and I understand. Like, I was shocked by this, but then I started thinking, Amy, why? Why is this a big deal? And I was like, Well, Stefano had them. Like, he bought them. He sold them, them to Marcello. So he sold them, and now she's married to this skis, right? That's what we. That, yeah. That's the implication, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get a little bit of foreshadowing of that. Like, I feel like, Lee. Oh crap! What's her name? Lena says, "I hope that she, I hope that Stefano is who he says he is." But I pushed that I that idea out of my mind, and so I thought when I read that I thought, uh oh, is he gonna be terrible? Um, and the book opens, if I'm not mistaken, it's been so long since I very first started. But the book opens right with her in adulthood. Yeah, yes. and her she's gone, and Lena has son gone is missing. Like this terrible person. Yeah, yes. I thought Lena went missing. It's Leela. Leela. It's Leela. Yeah, because they <laughs> why do their names have to be like one letter apart? I do not know. But Leela goes missing, and the son calls Lena to see where she is, and then we launch into this story. I did feel like I was on a treasure hunt when there was the line, "My brilliant friend." Yeah, I was like oh, yeah, found yeah. it, found, yeah. <laughs> found it. Um, so yeah, that last line, and then I desperately want Lena to get together with. Gino. Is that his name? The guy who's in school with her? But then but then I don't like him because he wouldn't let her article be published in the communist magazine. that's the one. The older one. Yeah. His name's Gino? Yes. Okay. And so Gino, I like was rooting for him because I'm like, oh, they're a matched set. Like they, their wits match each Mm -hmm. other. But then when he wouldn't let her story be published, it sounded like he prevented that. Like he didn't like that she was a better writer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but she—it's like she doesn't. You don't even get enough. You have to work to think of those things. In the yes. Book. Yeah. Like, yes. Once I started going back and thinking about the book, I thought, okay, well, this could be the reason why. And but if she had just included three more words of description, yeah. I might have just kind of made the story more. Um, I don't. I don't know. Flowery is how it comes. What it comes. This to not. Mind. This novel to me is not for like 
the faint of heart or no. the casual reader, which is why it's really surprising to me at how popular it's been. And mm. I'm dying to know, as a bookstore owner, are the people buying this actually reading it? Mm. Or are they just buying it because it's what Ann Patchett said to read mm. and it's what Lauren Groff said to read or it's what everybody said, you know, best of whatever year this came out. Like, because it is a tough... To me, it is not... It's not easy literature. It reads more like classic literature yeah. to me. Like, I felt like... In fact, Jordan teased with me because when I because when I emailed you guys, I was like, "We have to set a date, or I'm never going to finish this book." Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it felt like school to me. I felt like I was reading mm-hmm. for school, which yeah. I don't mind. Like I kind of like that um, challenge, mm-hmm. but also I need I need a deadline. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I felt about this book the way I felt when I read Crime and Punishment the first time in school. Mm-hmm. Where when I finished, I was like. I got through it, <laughs> but the more that I thought about it, right. the more I appreciated it, and the yeah. like complexity was beautiful. Yeah. But the book wasn't, you know, yeah. beautiful when you. It's it has a lot of depths. Yeah. Um. And so, but again, as a bookseller, I'm super curious by how popular it's been because normally popular literature is more, girl on the train mm-hmm. or. Gosh, I'm trying to think of something mm-hmm. else. Like, something fast and fast-paced mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. suspenseful. Um, and this is none of those things. Like, no. it is not fast-paced. It's not clear, simple writing. It's kind of com- It's really complicated. Um, and it's beautiful, but there's no point to some of its beauty. Like, no. it's just beautiful writing, but I, there's no, nothing happened. Like, I don't... There's no um, climactic moment, no. No. I don't think, it's until maybe flat. the last page. The last story, the last line, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which is why now I'm like, crap, do now. Is this why people are hooked? Is this why people go on <laughs> to read book two? Um, and I want to know, is the story, is the arc, does it, cli- you get a climax, <laughs> climactic oh. moment in a different book? Yeah. Is the whole thing just a really long arc? Yeah. Now I need to know. Now I need to know. Well, you yeah. read it and then remember. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So welcome back if you tuned us out for spoilers. Um, can we just briefly talk about how surprised I was at, like, sexual content as we kept going? It wasn't... Um, I liked that it wasn't, like, in your face, like, right. a lot of sexual content. But because the book starts with them as children, mm-hmm. I think, at, like, all of a sudden when Leela is with Lena... And, like, she's undressing in front yeah. of her. I was like, I was like where'd oh, that come oh, from? Come. Yeah, it felt so out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this sounds so naive and American. Is that European? Like, I think like, it is, I though. Know. I do think it is. Because all like, of a sudden, the way she was talking, I was like, am I supposed to be getting lesbian vibes here? <laughs> or is this just her truly experiencing this beauty for the first time? Where did this jealousy come from? I don't know. That kind of took me aback. Um it wasn't, and then it was left. And then it was gone. Like, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those little snippets that you get... And again, the sexual content in this book is not high at no. all. And it's not graphic. But it can be jarring. But it, Yeah, because yeah. it appears it shows out of up. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You feel a little surprised by it. Well, the first time it happened, I was in the car with Tyler and I went, Oh! <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, it just... It seems kind of inappropriate. I feel like... <laughs> I, and especially, I feel... As a male reading this it yeah. felt a little bit uncomfortable just because we've we're we're in a really tense like yeah. time right now with all this stuff going on yeah in real life so i was like oh yeah. i don't like i don't know how i feel about it's reading very this. Intimate. i'm glad you said that because the whole time i was reading it, i was thinking 
as a woman who, you know, as a feminist, like, I'm reading this, and I just want this girl to, like, grow up. Yeah. yeah. Be a stronger woman. Yeah. And men, stop beating them and stop treating them that way. <laughs> stop yeah. mad at them. What it. year is this? Do you remember? Or what year? It started in the 20s, I think. Right? Oof, I don't remember. Begin okay. Because the middle was the fifth, like fifty-eight 50s. was the fireworks. Yeah, it says fifties. So, <coughs> so in my head, I'm picturing like the Godfather. Like, <laughs> it couldn't go from twenties to fifties. What am I talking about? Because they're only seventeen, and oh, right. <laughs> that's what I that's what I mean. You feel like you've read decades long. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I think it is just fifties. So I'm picturing the Godfather, which enables me to like I picture these men. They're awful, right? They're awful. Yeah. The women are also terrible. But, like, it's there's a lot of violence happening. Like, in, even in the opening pages when they're just children. Like, mm -hmm. there are some violent things that happen. And I do think that's why you said you had trouble finding somebody to be likable or root, rooting for them. Because we are so far removed from that. And, I, gosh, I hope we're so far removed from that. And so yeah. you're thinking, why can't you... Remove yourself from your friend. Why can't you celebrate your own successes? Mm -hmm. Her parents being so ambivalent about her being in school and being good at school made me so mad. And then when her mother, like, showed, when Lena's mother shows, like, the slightest glimmer of care is only at that wedding scene when she, like, won't let her go dance with her boyfriend. Well, that, and then when she told her to go to go high school or middle school. Or yeah. Mm -hmm. There was one beautiful moment where one of the male characters mentioned that you know, they were out looking at, at um, Naples, and they were like, why are people beautiful, and they're not violent, and, you know, and he said something about the poverty in their neighborhood. Yes. And I was like, go into that! Because <laughs> that's yeah. interesting, the next, you know? And yeah. It's like there are these, like, like blips, every the sexual, the ideas. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just... Which may be, maybe part of the reason it's popular, because I will say, I would not want to read this book in a vacuum and not have somebody to talk about it with. Yeah. yeah. Because I finished, and I thought, well, I'm glad we're recording today, because I have thoughts that I need to share. Yeah. Um, they're not eloquent. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to <laughs> right. eloquently talk about this. But... You do finish, and so maybe it's popular because of book clubs and things yeah. like that. Because I, sure. because I do think this would make a really interesting book club book mm -hmm. if your if your book club can wade through it. Yeah. Um, because again, this is not for the faint of heart to me. No. Um, because I, yeah, I had trouble picking it up. Well, that's the thing. This book was marketed to people like me, and yeah. it was still a little bit hard for me to kind of like muddle through because it, it did feel that's what i mean when i'm saying like so it, to me it's marketed as like high literary mm -hmm. and yet everyone is buying it yeah everyone is buying no, it and I, so i'm curious if everyone is reading it not i don't think everyone's reading it i think people are buying it and they are sitting it on their coffee table and everyone's right. like oh and then they probably went online and they like looked they google like buzzfeed tell me about my brilliant <laughs> friend and then buzzfeed is like Here's the 10 plot points you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd be curious what BuzzFeed would say. Yeah. It would be the top 10 plot points because I couldn't tell you. I think there's more like 35. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. and that's kind of, I kept reading and stopped looking at character names when I finally decided I'm just going to focus on Lena and Leela. Mm -hmm. And we're going to let the less, rest of this go. And we're just going to follow her story. And I was most compelled, the most compelling the book ever got for me was when Lena was on, at the shore. And that was the most I ever felt mm -hmm. like I genuinely cared what happened That's to interesting. Her. Do you think that was because you could relate more to that setting than the neighborhood? I think that, and I think it was finally her removed from her neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I got, got to know her a little bit. Yes. Better. Like, I felt like 
previously she's always comparing herself to, to Leela, or she's constantly trying to impress a guy, or the moment Leela falls in love, oh no, I need to fall in love. Oh no, she had sex, well I need to have sex. Like, And it just drove me nuts. And at least at the shore, she's working hard. The She's being told she's doing a good job, which mm-hmm. she doesn't really get at home or in her neighborhood. Um, and then, and now I feel like this is a spoiler, but like there's some, there's a scene that happens and she leaves the beach unexpectedly. And yeah. that really upset me. Like I felt like, yeah. yeah, away from her neighborhood, I could finally get a sense of who she was. Mm-hmm. And maybe she could finally get a sense of who she was. I feel like, and toward the end of the book, I think she reaches that conclusion, right? Like I've got to get out of here. Like she starts looking mm-hmm. around at the <clears throat> tables of her mm-hmm. friends yeah. and she realizes I've got to get out. And I thought, Okay, yes, let's follow that feeling. She immediately turns around and looks to a man to see who can get her out. Yeah. 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 But do you think that's just 1950s? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. But I was so (laughs) mad about it. I I will say, though, I don't, like, I'm just going to, like, I already said, like, I liked Leela, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of people that I talk to about this don't like her at all, surprisingly, and I really liked her, and I felt so bad for her, because I felt like she had, like, so many... Issues? I don't know. Well, I think I would I would bet that in book two, we're going to see the fallout from her decisions. Like, her decisions were super calculated. Like, yeah. to get to get her family a certain thing, to put her into a certain social... Like, she always had cared deeply about wealth and about money and what it was going to take to move her up in her neighborhood. And so, like, mm-hmm. I think we might maybe in book two see the fallout from those decisions because surely that's what this last page hinted toward. Right. Like, surely we're about to see what happens to her, which means I guess I will read book two. I'm going to read it, but... I'll read it, but again, like, now that I'm finished, I feel no compelling... You're not urgent. No. Yeah. No. I liked it while I was reading it, but the moment I put it down, I stopped caring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I liked, but I also was annoyed by, was that... You only know Lena, the no. narrator. No, Leela uh-huh. through Lena's eyes. Yes, but at all. I yes. mean, I think there's like one moment where she's not. For some reason, there was one change. I feel like in the book, I remember feeling like, wait, I'm not hearing Lena's, Lena's thoughts voice. anymore. But it was it. Oh, when they're in the shoe shop and stuff. I don't. I mean, yeah, a lot of that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, but then you're also seeing. Lena, mm-hmm. the the narrator, right? Yeah. Okay. Lena self through the her reflection of herself in you know it was like this like like if you're in a room with mirrors and you're looking at like the third reflection of yeah. her. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But for that long, I was like, I just want to know you better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want the real you. And that's I think that's why I liked the scenes at the shore. Because for me, as a reader, I thought, okay, now I think I know you a little better. Because mm-hmm. you're right. You don't, and you never get that view of Leela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you never get that view of Leela. All you see are these kind of manipulative decisions that she's making. You never know how she really feels about not going back to school. You never know. And also, I think that's partly her character, right? Like, she is, she puts a shield up. Like, I feel like she doesn't even really let Lena know mm-hmm. what she's thinking and why she's making the decisions she's making. So, at least with Lena, I feel like, okay, at the sure while she's on that like restful vacation i get a better sense of her um although i couldn't like i was glad that the keeper that aunt or the keeper of the house like insisted that she stop writing letters because i was like stop wasting your time writing these massive letters to leela who does not care right. <laughs> like leela does not care um 
But we never get that glimpse of the inner Leela, I don't feel like. She's like the it girl, the cool girl that yeah. has things, you know, she just does things by gut. Yeah. And, as opposed to Lena, who does things with overthought. It's like Gossip Girl. It's like Beaches. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I feel like, okay, I feel like I could have written a paper about Gossip Girl and my brilliant friend. Yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs> okay. Next newsletter. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so let's go down the line. Wait, does anybody have any other observations about the book? I'm good. Okay. I feel like we always do love it or loathe it. Okay. L- love it or loathe it. Those are your two options. Okay. Hunter. Um, I love it because I, I can't loathe it because I, I appreciated it too much. I do think it's overrated. Okay. That's a good... I have two answers. Okay. First, I'm looking at love it, comma, <laughs> or, comma, leave it, and I'm at or. <laughs> Give or take. Or. Okay. But... Like I said, I feel like my appreciation for this book is still blooming. Yeah. And I can say that I will always say that I appreciate this book, but love means that I was invested and I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say love it again because loathe it is too strong. Like, mm-hmm. I did not hate this book. This was not perfect days. No. No. <laughs> and I have... Look, Lord knows I have loathed a lot of books. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, no, I'm going to say I loved it, but I do not understand. The mass I don't understand. No, I don't understand the mass appeal or fascination with it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the cultural fascination with it. Um, even with her. Like, I don't know if part of the cu- cultural fascination is that Elena Ferrante, we don't really know who she is. That's a pin right. name. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's part of it. Like, mm-hmm. is the mystery part of it? Um, I loved it, but I don't understand the universal loving of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with Emily. I feel like I just finished it and I'm going to be think like, I think it's going to be percolating for a little while. Um, and I'm grateful to books when they do that for me, because I feel like at the bookshelf, I'm just constantly reading, like just, just constant. And rarely does a book stick with me or rarely do I feel like, Oh, it's like being in school. And the little nerd Annie part of me is like, Oh, I feel like this was an assignment and this was hard and I did it. Like, so I feel like you're accomplished. Yeah. Like I feel like I have just read a modern classic. Yeah. So in which case I feel very gratified. Uh, I don't know if I will pick up books two through four. I don't know yet. I'll read them and you can report back. Okay. And you can, maybe you can tell me any yes. Yeah. If you liked one, go ahead and read two or any, if you were not compelled by one, no, no need to bother. I have two more comments. Yes. The Aline, did, were you ever curious that their name is the same? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want her and the main character. Yes. I wondered. Wait, is it the main character? Yeah. The new yes. character. Yeah. I did wonder, can we, I would like to talk about that because, Okay. Hmm, too much Gilmore Girls in my brain. But I did think, oh, are we supposed to be, like, is this the book Lena published? But then Elena mm-hmm. Ferrante, or whatever her, however you pronounce her name, she's written several books right. prior to this one under that same pen name. Mm-hmm. But, if, but yeah, I wondered if we were supposed to think something <coughs> about the fact that the pen name and the narrator's name are the same. Right. Is there any doubt in your mind that the author's a woman? No. I don't think if just because if it's a man, I'm super impressed with how he has written about female friendships. Yes, but the they're they're 
their depth was so flat. Like, this is one thing that every girl goes through in her friendship, but it is not, like, how they do friendship for eternity. That's true, but we're only getting a look at ages 11 to 17. But that's a lot of years. Yeah. I mean, I felt like... I felt like especially those early childhood moments, I I thought, this is accurate. Every girl has had that friend... Uh, sorry, that doll thing really stuck with me. Like, has <laughs> thrown her doll down. Like, in every friend, every girl has had the friend who, like, makes her do things she doesn't want to do. Yeah. I mean, guys may be that way, too, but I just feel like that's very specific to the girl, to the girl's, a girl's life. I don't yeah. know what I'm, a girl's experience. Um, and everybody, I feel like, has had that moment where they say, I don't need you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. didn't, like, I feel like I had that mean kind of friend, and then I realized, and earlier than Lena did, I think I realized, no, not here for that. Yeah. But also, I was a weird high schooler. Like, <laughs> like so I feel like, I don't know. If, it, if a man wrote this, I would be pleasantly surprised. My friendships with boys have never been like this. My friendships with girls when I was younger was a lot like this. Yeah. Okay, wait, did you have another thing? My other thought was, did you read The Goldfinch? No. Oh, I did. Okay, look at that reaction. I feel like this could be, is like a bad version of The Goldfinch. <laughs> Okay. I, I can see that, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I see, see, and I didn't read The Goldfinch because it got such mixed reviews that I decided not for me. I was going to read Donna Tartt's other stuff instead. It was beautifully written. Yeah. But it had, like, it had moments where you're like, i got to keep reading, or like, okay, now I feel like I've been reading a long time. Right. But it was his almost his whole life in a, a big book, but a, yeah. one book, and I thought, yeah. why can't you do that and just have, like, more, like, peaks, more yeah. sparks of life and... Instead of four novels yeah. of this. Oh, I'm making a flat line. With my <laughs> I just realized this is a podcast and no one can see me. Okay, so two loves, two love-its and an or. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love or love. Comma <laughs> or. <laughs> okay, yep, yep. so if you have read My Brilliant Friend, and I know so many of you have, I would really love to know what you think about this one. Um, please either comment on our social media at Bookshelf Teville or send me an email, annie at bookshelfthomasville.com. I admit that I do get a lot of emails and so I might not write you back immediately, but I would love your comments and we might even feature them in a future episode um, because I'd love to know your thoughts. You can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website, that's bookshelfthomasville.com. And you can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter at Bookshelf Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.